Hey, we're into the month of June, and it's all about love. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson, Tata for Johnny and Friends. And uh, speaking of love, like me, I just bet you got a couple of upcoming June weddings that you've been invited to. And I bet you're going to hear a lot of wedding songs this month made famous by, what is it, Andreas Bocelli or Josh Groban or Celine Dion. They will sing to us, these people telling us what love is. It's a many-splendored thing. It's a kind of Hallmark card sentiment. Uh, You you know, how you open up those cards and they make you feel like you are the most virtuous, fault-free, brave, and lovely person on the planet. Look at most wedding cards that you'll be shopping for this month, and you'll see that love is passionate, it's pure, it's constant in faithfulness, it's liberal with praise, it's glowing in all of its adoration. Well, as noble as all these things sound, and as beautiful and romantic and sensual, the Bible lists right up front the very ordinary and everyday attributes of love. And first on the list is patience. And then kindness. These are the true hallmarks of genuine love. Let's just take a quick look at how 1 Corinthians 13 begins its definition of love. For love is patient. I mean, right there, love presupposes that you're going to encounter somebody who, well, it's just going to be hard to love them. (laughs) And patience indicates a capacity for long-suffering. So, uh, okay, when was the last time you opened up a glossy congratulations on your wedding card with hearts and flowers on it and the inside message read, I pray you will graciously put up with the shortcomings of your spouse. (laughs) Now, that's what the world will say, but... uh, For Christians getting married, it's not always about passion and romance. It's about patience. Patience in sickness and in health, for better or for worse. And whether in marriage or in a relationship with a friend or a co-worker, a neighbor, relative, God wants our love to reflect first and foremost patience and kindness. That's what's next, kindness. And to reflect that patience and kindness in those ordinary circumstances in our day-to-day routines. I think a great example of this is uh, in Acts chapter 27, uh, right up front where Paul is under house arrest on a ship heading to Rome, and he's being carefully watched by a Roman centurion named Julius. Anyway, speaking of kindness, it, it describes what happens. It says, quote, the next day we landed at Sidon and Julius, that's the Roman centurion, Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so that they might provide for his needs. Now, that, my friend, is what the Christian virtue of kindness looks like. It reads a situation and responds with courteous, civil, and generous behavior. Julius did not have to allow Paul to go on shore to see his friends. I mean, he would have been within his duty to keep Paul on board and in jail. But this man, by the grace of God, this Roman centurion was moved by the Lord to demonstrate 1 Corinthians 13-type love. He showed Paul patience and genuine kindness. Today, I just bet you'll have a chance to show patience towards someone you come across. God will ask you to show patience with their shortcomings, show mercy to them and not require them to meet your righteous expectations, to bear their weakness and not be itchy to correct them or hasten them. Could be your elderly parent, could be your child, whoever. Do the loving thing and be patient. And while you're at it, be kind. Show courtesy and civil, generous behavior to someone who may not deserve it. Think of something you can do to surprise a teacher or a supervisor or a neighbor or a spouse. Be kind. Go out of your way to make famous the reputation of Jesus. And I know he will show patience and kindness toward you.